Hi, and welcome to Real Life with Jenny. My name's Jenny Senapitaratna. Grab your favorite drink and a snack, and we will get started. Today, we are celebrating number 100 of our podcast episodes. Woohoo! So, I have my Lady Grey tea because what's a celebration without Lady Grey tea? And I am eating my leftover nothing but cake, carrot cake. So, let's get real. So, for my 100th episode, I decided to ask you what you wanted to know. Ask me anything. And honestly, I was kind of surprised that there was no huge curveballs thrown my direction, which I kind of appreciate. But I'm going to go through some of the questions that I've been asked and answer them to the best of my ability. So one of the questions I did a bucket list um, episode a while back and someone said, what else is on your bucket list? What can we look forward to? So I pulled my bucket list off of my um cupboard door because I actually have it in the cupboard door where I bake cookies like all the cookie stuff is in there to make um, chocolate chip cookies or whatever I'm making and so every time I open it I see my to-do list or my not to-do list I guess it's a bucket list and so I have it there as almost a not quite a daily reminder but I go in there quite a bit and so I pulled it out just to kind of pull talk about some of the things I have on here so one of the things that Um, When I made this list, I wasn't very realistic. So I have things like bring Sam to every U.S. monument. Now, we're getting pretty close to that, actually. She's at 39 states. And so anytime there's a monument, I try to bring her there. I have always wanted to own a Jeep. I have a lot of places to go. And there are things on here that I've decided I no longer care to do, like hand gliding, skiing, um both of those are going to be taken off this list. Um, (laughs) I've decided I don't want to do anything that I don't have control over. That does not seem like a great plan to do that. But I do still have a lot of places to visit, staying in a castle. I would love to own a fruit tree someday. And the weirdest one, just so you, it's weird. I want to work at a pizza joint something I've always wanted to do. So someday, maybe I'll work at a pizza joint. So here's a couple of the other questions that I've been asked. So we'll try to make some of them shorter than that one. We'll see how it goes, because I'm a chatter. So one of them is, if you got a $100 gift card, what would you spend it on? You know, I have no idea. I have had this question for quite a while, actually almost a month, and I have no clue in the world what I would spend it on. Like the easy answer is tea or something like that. But honestly, if I had a $100 gift card, I would probably spend it on maybe a suitcase. That's probably a good thing because I desperately need a suitcase someday. Um, Another question was, if you could have lunch with any Bible character, who would it be? Now, this is no surprise to you, but it would be Rahab. 100%. Let me sit down with the prostitute and have a conversation. Like, I want to know what life was really like for her, like before and after the Israelites came in, before she knew God and after, like, what was it really like to join the Israelites? What was it like to be in Jericho before all this craziness happened? Like, I would just love to sit down and I would want more than a lunch with her because she is so interesting. (laughs) Uh, Another question was, date night and marriage advice. Now, when we started this ministry, Christ Connection, many years ago, I 
said to Kevin, I never wanted to get involved in marriage advice. That's not something that I wanted to do. I didn't want to go around and speak on marriages um, because I don't really know why. It's just not something that I, every marriage is so unique and so different. And Kevin and I are very unique and very different. So a date night for us really is at home. I know that you're supposed to go out and you're supposed to, you know, do all these romantic things. That is super stressful to me. So a date night for Kevin and I really is Samantha going somewhere and the two of us just sitting down on the couch and either talking all night, which happens quite a bit because she's a busy little beaver, or watching a show together. I do not need to go out and about. Now for our anniversaries, we try to get away and we've done that a couple of times. And when we went to Rome, it was amazing. So like we could repeat that again, but that's not an average date night. I really think it's just about taking the time that you have. Sometimes you just get, things are so busy and so crazy that in marriage, sometimes you just have to take those moments. And for us, like Wednesday nights, we've just committed to being together on Wednesday nights because Sam's at school at church. And so those hours are the two of us just spending time together, whether it's going through the things that we haven't talked about all week or talking about what we want to do in five years or just sitting down and enjoying each other's company while we watch a show. So that's kind of um, our life. And I don't have any great marriage advice except for one day at a time. <laughs> All right, so let's get on to some more. Um, if you could speak anywhere in the world, where would you want to speak? This is a really big one for me. I would love someday, it does, it, you know what, it could be in Iowa, like I don't care, but I would love to speak at a women's event um, that had pastor's wives. A pastor's wife's women's event would be my thing. Now, if it happened to be in Paris, or in Rome, even better, like those two places, I would love to go. In fact, one of the questions that was not asked is where you would want to live. If I could choose anywhere in the world, and God let me choose, I would move to England in a heartbeat. It is a place that I'm really passionate about that I love. And I just kind of fell in love with it when we went over there. And so I'd love to be there. So if I could speak at a pastor's retreat, pastor's wise retreat in England, like now you're talking, that would be amazing. Amazing. <laughs> now I read 163 books from my birthday to my birthday. When I recorded the podcast, I was at 155 and now I finish at 163. And someone asked what my favorite book was uh, during for those 163. And honestly, I've got several that I just absolutely loved because they were a series and it was just super, super fun. But I did find a new cozy mystery that is by Tanya. And the last name is K-A-P-P-E-S. Um, and she writes a short, they're really short little books. They're not super long. When you listen to them, they're like four hours long. And she owns um, someplace in... Tennessee. She owns like a campground in Tennessee and people happen to get murdered all the time in her little town. 
How crazy is that? But anyway, I love her series. It's one of my favorites whenever I can get a hold of the next book, because sometimes it's hard to get a hold of that next one. I will stop all the other ones and do that one. Like everything else can kind of set to the side so I can listen or read her book. So I'm really enjoying that series. So it's not one book, it's that series that has been kind of a fun new ad for me this year. All right, what else do we have? So where did Caspian's name, did you have a backup name? Now, our dog is named Caspian Frodo. He's a Cavalier Havanese. My daughter actually came on the podcast when I first started and did the muddy muddiness of life or something. She calls him our muddy puppy. Um, and so she kind of shared that testimony. If you want to go back, if it's pretty far. It's like one, two, or three, something like that. It's a pretty early episode. But we talk all about Caspian and what a big deal he is. He's a huge deal to us. He's just adorable and super calm and just a snuggle buddy um, for me and for my daughter. And I, I suppose he snuggles with Kevin sometimes, but I think he does more walks with Kevin than anything. But we came up with the name as a compromise because my daughter was at the point that she was in love with like My Little Ponies and stuff like that. And we had just started getting in to Star Wars and Marvel. And we had just finished watching, of course, the Narnia series, which is where Caspian comes from. And Frodo was thrown in by me because I'm a huge Hobbit, Lord of the Rings um, fan. So that was my vote was I will I'm be willing to do Caspian if we can have Frodo in the middle. So it was kind of a mixture of all the things that we love in our home. Um. <laughs> all right. What lessons have I learned since doing this podcast? I have learned to not look at numbers. So you know, having a podcast is a real up and down because you have weeks where you have hundreds of downloads and then you have a week that there's 20. You know, you just never know how it hits people when people listen. Um, I know a lot of people will listen to like four in a row because um, they're taking a road trip or whatever. So my numbers are all over the board. So I've really stopped focusing on the numbers that is something that I just can no longer do because I you get so like is this worth it and then you're like oh my goodness this is amazing and then I feel too much pressure <laughs> so it's just a roller coaster that I decided to not really go down um, another thing that I've learned is that I need to stop taking myself so seriously so I have really um, for people that are really close to me I hope you've seen that I'm a little more chill than I used to be I just don't take myself as seriously anymore. Um, even these podcasts, I'm trying to just be like, this is me. This is who I really am. Um, hopefully I have a good lesson for you. But you know what? It doesn't always happen. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it's just about what's going on. And so I think that's what I'm just trying to not take myself so seriously with this. Just trying to learn um, one day at a time, really, you know, and one podcast at a time. See how this goes. Probably the third thing I have learned about podcasting is, boy, there are a lot of podcasts out there. And I just really, I have to take a quick second. I know this has nothing to do with episode, maybe it does, episode 100, that you are still listening or have just started listening. I so appreciate you. Um, it means a lot to me that you've taken the few minutes or 
however long I go, you know, how long winded I am, um, to take the time to listen to what's going on in my life. And I really pray that it helps you um, find Jesus a little bit more each day, that you see that it's not that hard. If someone like me can follow after Jesus and do her very best, so can you. And so I really hope that this podcast is a blessing to you on episode 100. Wow, that should probably be the one I left at, but I'm not going to. All right. So if I had a free day, what would I do with my day? And I was like, wow, um, yeah, it matters on the free day that you have. So there's such a thing as a yes day. Have you heard of these? I can't obviously hear you, but they're a day that you say yes to anything your kids say. And I started imagining if I had a yes day for myself and money was not really an object, like what would I do with my day? And really, I would jump on a plane. I would jump on a plane and go to California. Um, (laughs) I love the San Diego area. And so I would jump on a plane and go to San Diego. Or if I was going to stay home, you know, I would probably brew a cup of tea and do a puzzle all day long. So maybe a pot of tea, like I don't normally do more than one cup in a day. So to like have a whole pot of tea that I can warm up throughout the day and do a puzzle and send my family somewhere else. Like I love my family, but we are together 24 hours a day. Um, all week long. We just got back from a big vacation that we were together for 11 days nonstop. And I think my daughter was super excited to like have her own room. (laughs) I think that was like, wow, I have my own room. No one is here. You know, when you share the hotel room anyway. Um, so I would send my family off and I would probably, if I got really squirrely, I would go to Chick-fil-A and get their fabulous cookies that are warmed up before you get them. I'd get a Coca-Cola and I would walk through Hobby Lobby at my leisure with no agenda, no crafts in mind. I would just walk through Hobby Lobby and enjoy my cookie and my Coca-Cola. Okay, I'm there already. Um, So you really, my day would not be super exciting, but I kind of like those days. I like the days I don't have to leave the home. Um, I love to travel and that's super fun, but I really just enjoy um, quiet. I really do. Put in a book, listen to that, do a puzzle, and that is a perfect day to do anything I want, which doesn't happen very often for any of us, does it? I think that might be blissful to lots of you with toddlers out there. (laughs) So I did share a little bit earlier in another podcast once again about my story with Kevin. And um, someone asked if I, how I figured out, how he figured out that I was waiting for him. And did God speak to him? So I told him almost right away when we broke up that I was going to take a year and not date anybody. Um, we broke up and we went to camp like the next week. And so at that camp, I just decided I was going to take a year and I called it, um, I don't even remember my committed to God that I would take a year and not date anybody. And so I told him that I wasn't going to date anybody knowing that that's my personality. I probably would have started dating somebody else and not have waited for Kevin. So I knew I was supposed to marry him. Like God had told me that earlier. But you can flu flu things away from that God tells you, right? You can hear from God and go, you know, I probably wasn't right because the circumstances don't fit that right now. And that was definitely where I was at that time. 
I was very much like, Lord, I I probably didn't hear from you. It was my imagination because I'm looking at my circumstances and it does not pan out that Kevin and I are married, getting married. He actually just dumped me. Do you, do you remember this? And so I, when I was praying that at that camp, God was like, I need you just to commit um, to not dating. And honestly, I think it was, I don't know. I've never actually, I should ask him. <laughs> I should have asked him before this. But then maybe I don't want to know the answer. I think it was a process for him that he realized that I um, took God really seriously. And sometimes when you're dating, you don't see how seriously the other person takes God. And he was um, in his first year of college at this point. And so we just remained friends, which was a bizarre thing. But we really did. I remember the day we broke up, we actually sat together that evening in church Um I just committed to being his friend and it really worked for me. It was really a God thing. And I don't suggest that to anybody out there um, unless God speaks to you. (laughs) But God knew. And so it was probably November, December. He broke up with me in February, um, November, December, that we had a conversation about like, what if um, we ever got married? And so I knew then that he had changed his mind. That's when I knew that he was like, okay, we could actually do this, um, was in November, December. So I didn't wait a super long time, which is nice because I'm not a super patient person. (laughs) So last question that I'm going to comment on tonight and is what is my favorite chapter in my book and why? And honestly, when you write a book, it's hard to pick a favorite chapter. It really is. It's really hard to like choose something that you love. Now, honestly, my favorite chapter is the one that Samantha wrote about the whale, um, just because I think it's so creative. And I just cannot, I was just blown away by her writing ability. Um, really should have her like maybe write my next book for me. <laughs> but um, the favorite chapter that I wrote about was one that I really struggled with. Um, Honestly, I really struggled with even liking the character. And I know they're not characters because they're actual people in the Bible. Um, But I really struggled with Rachel. And I ended up loving um, what God did in her life, despite her kind of being... um, It was just a rough thing for Rachel. I just... Leah, I felt so bad for her. And I was like, oh, poor Leah. Like she was put on the shelf. And here's Rachel. You know, my pastor said the other day that he started off life on third base. And I really feel like Rachel did. She started off life on third base. Now, if you don't know baseball, it means that she started off life ahead because of the people before her or because of her beauty or whatever. Like she started off life in a really great way. And then things happened and she didn't act super appropriately in some of those things, in my personal opinion. And it made her more real to me. I was just, I kind of was like, um, she's not my favorite. She's not my favorite person in the Bible. She's not someone that I really like. I'd love to talk to her someday, but her story is so like us 
we sometimes can have every privilege thrown at us and still complain and bellyache when a circumstance does not look the way we think it should. And it was a reminder to me personally that there are so many blessings in my life and then I grumble and complain. And so Rachel was a real learning moment for me in when I wrote my book. And I think that's why I it's one of my favorite chapters is because I learned so much about myself. Um, and so that was kind of a fun thing for me. Well, I think I have answered them all. I'm not 100% sure because you know what? That's just the way real life goes. <laughs> But I just want to take a moment again and thank you so much for um, listening and joining Real Life with Jenny on Instagram and on Facebook and for all your emails and your messages and texts. I just really appreciate you. Um, You just don't really know what it means when I meet you in person and we talk about it and I get to see your smiles and you're like, hey, Jenny, this is what's going on in my life. And I just love hearing from you and praying for you. It is such a unique privilege that I have. And so thank you for hanging out with me for 100 episodes. Um, It seems like a lot. (laughs) And we'll try to keep things going. I have some really fun things coming up um, that I'm super excited to share with you. You know that we've been this last month has been a crazy month and I cannot wait to on episode 101 talk more about what is going on in real life. Well, you can find us at Real Life with Jenny on Instagram and on Facebook. Woot woot, come on and comment with us. You can also find us at ChristConnection.cc slash Jen. All of my information is there. I'm actually booking out into the spring now, um, and I have a couple slots open for Christmas and maybe for the fall if we can squeak it in. If you're looking for someone to speak to the ladies in your church, I would love to come and um, speak with them and just kind of encourage that God's got this. He sees our circumstances and he knows better than we do. Well, you all have a blessed week.